Let's pray, God, that we receive from this testimony, Lord, that you provide, Lord, that you're our provider, that we don't have fears, God, that you have everything in your hands, Lord. We receive it, Father. We receive your provision, Lord, and we thank you for it, God. In Jesus' name, Lord, amen. Amen. That's awesome. So happy for you guys. Um, I was, I forgot when we, when I talked to Bella and, and, and Mims, as we call him, um, and I was like, I don't know, uh, in my experience, what I've seen, in small experience, there's like this grace for like new, uh, newlyweds, for couples that God just does, it's awesome, so, um, and for all of you, too, that are not married or married a long time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, let's open our Bibles today. I just have something short for you today. First Corinthians chapter 10. And uh, I'm reading New King James, New King James Version. And if you can say an amen when you have First Corinthians chapter 10. We're going to read from verse 1 all the way to uh, 13. <clears throat> Let me know when you have it. Amen? All right. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud. All passed through the sea. Listen to this. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Let me read that again. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. That's incredible. And that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. And do, not be, uh, and do not become idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Nor complain as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these things happened to them as examples, as they were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to men. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God is good. Amen. Um, I just want to say how powerful the image is of the people of God in, in the wilderness with all of these things that God provided for them. So they were baptized into a cloud, the Bible says there, into Moses and into the Red Sea, if you read in verse 2. And they all had the same bread that they ate 
from heaven, the manna. You guys remember that, amen? And they all drank the same drink, it says there. It says spiritual drink from the rock. They always had water from this rock. And Paul here makes the statement that that rock was Jesus Christ. That Jesus was with them. Now I want you to picture this. I want you to, to imagine with me walking in the wilderness. And you have a cloud that covers you. You have someone that God has used to deliver you. You've seen the Red Sea part and you've walked through it. You have food that's raining from heaven every day. And you have water to drink from a rock in the desert. Amen? What happened? That they had all this stuff. And God says that he was not pleased with them. I believe that we have and even more what the Israelites had in the wilderness. We have the cloud, which is the Holy Spirit. We have our Moses, which is Jesus Christ. We have been baptized in water. And if you haven't, you should this year. Hopefully we'll do that. You have the, you have the same spiritual food, the bread from heaven, named Jesus Christ. Amen? He says it himself. I am the bread that comes down from heaven. He's like, you, you guys think that your ancestors ate food from heaven? You haven't seen anything yet. I am the bread that comes from heaven. And now we don't have a drink that we drink from a rock. We have living water that lives inside of us. But what happened to the Israelites? Because these are some amazing things. This description of what they have around them and the miracles that they are experiencing. A rock that moves with them, that gives water in the desert. Probably one of the most important things to have in the desert is water. But not just water. You have food every day. And one time they wanted meat and God gave them meat. Like a lot of meat. It said that it was so much that it was coming out of their noses. Now, that's kind of an expression, guys. It didn't actually literally happen. But God was trying to say it was a lot of meat. Amen? They had the cloud. They had the Red Sea parted. And they had the Savior, the Deliverer there. But what happened that they lost themselves or they didn't take advantage of what was around them? See, no one in the people of Israel could say that they didn't have favor with God. There was not one person that couldn't take advantage of crossing the Red Sea. There was not one person that the cloud couldn't cover. There was not one drop of water that was wasted. Everyone can enjoy the water. There was not, not one piece of bread that could go. Actually, some of it would go to waste because they had so much. 
And they could only collect for one day. But not one of them could say they went hungry. And not one of them can say they went thirsty. All of them had the same favor from God. Just like all of us have the same exact favor, the same Holy Spirit, the same Jesus Christ, the same waters we've been baptized in, the same bread from heaven, the same spiritual drink, and the same bread. Did I say that already? I'll say it twice. The same bread. We have the same favor. But what happened? What happened that that they didn't take advantage of what was just provided? It was just, it was there, but, but they didn't see it. They didn't see what they can receive from God. They made things that were spiritual, they made them mundane, they made them routine, they made them normal in that, in that sense where they took it for granted, what God had placed over them. Are you with me? There's a couple things that the Lord spoke to me about this passage. There's three, really. One of those things is relationship, the other is trust, and the last is obedience. Everything functions from relationship. You see, they didn't know God. They didn't know his intentions. They didn't know his heart. They didn't know the glory that was before them because they didn't know God. Isn't it, isn't it, isn't it crazy how sometimes when we don't know someone's intentions... They could do something good for us, but to us it may seem bad because we don't know the person's heart. Sometimes when we don't know who God is, but thank God we do, amen? We know who God is, but they didn't. They didn't know. They didn't have a relationship with God. They barely had a relationship with Moses. They didn't want a relationship with God. But we have the advantage. We have the advantage that we can have a relationship with God. Every single day we can commune with him. We can speak with him. We can have a relationship with him. That they didn't have. See what happens when you start to look around to other things. Like you know. The lust, the idolatry, all all of those things that are around. What happens is very clear every single time, because it happens to me every single time. I know it's my relationship with God. I haven't taken the time to meet with God. I haven't set time apart with my relationship. Is it just me? Every single time that I'm looking, I'm worried, I'm in fear, I'm doing this and I'm doing that, that I shouldn't have is because my relationship is being affected and I need to go back. I need to go back to my first love. I need to go back to having a relationship with God. But these people, unfortunately, didn't take advantage of that. They just, they had this religious idea about God. If I do these things, if, if I check these things off the list, and, and he provides all of this anyway, then I don't really have to do much. So they had this religious idea about who God was. 
<clears throat> the second thing that I think is missing here is trust. If I trust you, it's because I know you. If I know you, then I trust you. It's hard to trust someone you don't really know, right? It's sometimes when so, I, I don't like this example, but I'm gonna use it anyway. When someone comes up to you in the streets and they're like, "Hey, you know, I ran out of gas and 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 I need some money because I gotta drive to Texas and I have my kids and." You know, they give you the story. Sometimes you're like, I don't know. I mean, it's just me then. It's probably just me. <clears throat> you're like, I don't, I don't really know, you know. That's another topic, right? But I'm, I'm just trying to give you an example that sometimes it's hard to trust people you don't know. Right? And sometimes when you don't know God and you don't have relationship with him, it's hard to trust him. It's difficult to blindly trust someone that you don't get to know. That's why it's so important everything is birthed out of relationship because that's where trust is birthed. So it's important that we get to know, but unfortunately the Israelites didn't get to know God. So here, here's this, this, this thing that God does with them. He says, there's a bunch of snakes on the ground. I'm sure you guys have heard this. And God says, look... Don't look at the snakes on the ground. If they bite you, don't look down. He told Moses, put up a, a snake made out of bronze up high. And if the snakes bite the people, these are millions of people in the desert, by the way. It's not like 40 of them, right? It's millions of people. There must have been a lot of snakes. Anybody like snakes? Yeah? I'm just terrified of snakes. That's a lot of snakes. So he says, if a snake bites you, look at the snake that Moses rose up. Trust me is a sign of looking towards Christ. Right? So the snake would bite people and they wouldn't listen. They would look at the snake because the snake is right there. And sometimes it's easy to look at your problem. It's right there. It's biting me. What are you telling me not to worry about? What are you telling me not to lose sleep about? How can I trust? It's right there. That's why I'm telling you trust is so important. In everything in life, there's so many things that we need to trust God for. We trust God in the things that are easy to trust God in. The stuff that you think, yeah, that, I trust God with that. Yeah, but when he talks to you about the other stuff, that's when you need to trust God. When you see the snake there and you're like, the snake is there, but, but Jesus is greater than the snake. Jesus, I can trust because he's never failed me. So a lot of them died that day from the snake bite. So don't pay attention to the snake, amen? Anyway, in our covenant, the snake is defeated. Jesus cut off the head of the snake. He's defeated. Amen? So don't listen to him when you're having trust issues with God. Don't listen to the enemy when he's telling you it's not going to work out. Just so you know. 
It's not going to happen for you. Don't trust those words. Trust Jesus. Trust Jesus. Trust the cloud. Trust the provision. Trust the covering. Trust the protection. Trust Jesus. When he's telling you not to trust. You know that trusting? It's kind of important in our, in our relationship with God. Actually, to be honest, it's kind of important in every relationship. Right? Trust. God wants to trust you to trust him, and he wants to trust you with stuff. We'll talk about that in a sec. But it's all birth out of relationship. I wrote something down. Relationship is not what you get out of it, and it's not even what you put into it. Relationship is surrender. When you surrender. I became a better husband when I became a servant to my wife. I know that's weird for some of you. When I became Jesus to my wife, I became a better husband. Relationship is surrender. Surrender births partnership. When, when, when we both surrender to each other, we're honest, we're open, we can now be partners. You can't trust a partner if you haven't opened up and surrendered. Surrender births partnership, and partnership gives purpose. That's all God wanted from his people. That God, that's all God wants from us is for us to just surrender our will to his. Just surrender everything about you to him. He always, has he failed you? He hasn't failed me. He has not failed me. Do you agree? I mean, that he hasn't failed you. You know, for them, I mean, it's pretty incredible to have like a cloud following you, right, for shade. And then at nighttime, a pillar of fire. I didn't even disclose that, but you already know that. But it's pretty incredible to have all of that and then still not trust God. But I'm convicted by that because sometimes it's hard for us to trust God when we have everything he has provided. But the reason it's hard for us to trust is because we just don't have relationship like we should sometimes. We don't devote our time to him. Right? We'll watch a movie at, at nighttime. Right? Two-hour movie. We'll enjoy it. Awesome. Enjoy your movies. Let me be careful with them, but still. And then we'll go to our room. I'm going to read for a little bit. Read like two minutes, three minutes, and fall asleep with the Bible on your chest. Maybe that's just me. I don't have a Bible, though, but I use my iPad. But we got to give time, is what I'm saying, to the Lord. Amen? Amen? Okay, good. We, I believe we have been set up for success in Christ. Like all of us here, have, we live in the same kingdom, right? God doesn't favor one over the other. He doesn't favor the pastor more, the elders more, the deacons more. He do, everyone has the same cloud, the same Red Sea, the same everything. It's up to us how we steward it. It's up to us. Amen? The last thing is obedience. 
Let's read it. It's in, uh, let's see, I think it was 11, 12, 12, yeah. Uh, let's start at 11, though. Now, all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. So, basically, you can't stand on your own merit. Like, you can't stand on your own goodness, right? You can't stand on your own righteousness. You take heed, you, you halt, you stop, and you grab hold of what Christ has done for you, of what God has done for you. Don't, don't stand alone. Don't stand on your own two feet like I got this. Stand and, and trust the Lord and say, he's got this. Amen? He's got this. And he might use me, but he's got it. He gets all the honor, all the glory. It's his will be done. Amen? Amen. So take heed. Take heed. Like, like stop and grab a hold of, of the goodness of God. Don't stand on your own two feet, but stand on the rock. Amen? And then he says to end today. I told you it was going to be quick. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to men. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Man, God is so good. God is so good. He knows we have the possibility of messing up. We have the possibility of messing up. And he knows that, right? He knows we have the possibility of messing up. And he says, look, I know your nature. I know, I know my children. Man, I, have, I found this verse. I almost feel like reading it today. I found this verse in Psalms. I'm going to read it on Sunday. And he says that God is in heaven looking on earth, and he knows every heart of every human being. God knows us. So he says, look, I know you're, you have the tendency to mess up. You will be tempted. I know, but I'm going to give you a way out every single time. I don't know if you've ever been there. I, I've been there where... You know you're not supposed to be doing something. And inside there's a voice. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't go. Don't go there. Don't, don't, don't. And it's, you, you know it. So he gives you a way out from the temptation. He's so good. Not only did he provide the cloud, the Red Sea, the, the, the Moses, the Christ, right? The bread from heaven, the spiritual drink, the living water. When you're going to mess up. He says, I have a way out for you. And he's not going to give you something or allow something that you can't handle. If you're going through something right now, God knows you. He knows you can handle it. Trust him. Trust God. Have relationship with him. Trust him and be obedient to his word. Take heed. Don't stand on your own two feet. Stand on the rock. Amen? All right, let's pray. If you can get on your feet, I want for a moment for us to just uh, for us to just acknowledge the cloud, acknowledge the Red Sea being opened, acknowledge our our deliverer, Jesus Christ, acknowledge the bread from heaven that you can eat at any time, the living water that you have living inside you. The Bible says we have a better and new covenant, a new and better covenant in Christ.
The old one was obsolete. They had physical things. We have spiritual things. But nonetheless, nonetheless, we have them. So close your eyes and just thank the Lord. Begin to thank God for the cloud. Begin to thank God for the waters that we were baptized in, the death, burial, and resurrection. That's what baptism is, the death, burial, and resurrection. Thank God for the deliverer that has walked us into the promised land. By the way, we're not in the wilderness. He's walked us into the promised land. We have all of that access, the spiritual food, who is him, and the drink that comes from him, the living water. Become aware of it right now. Just just thank God for all of that. We thank you, Lord, that you've provided everything for us. That none of us here, Lord, none of us here, Lord, are without. No one here is without, God. We can all receive from your goodness and your glory. The riches of your grace and the riches of your glory. But it's through relationship, Lord, and we know that. So right now, Lord, we just, if we've been away from relationship, God, I just ask right now, if you've been away from relationship, that you would, that you would analyze your heart and that you would tell the Lord, I want relationship with you, God. I want, I desire a relationship with you. Thank you for listening to the Grace and Love podcast. We hope you were blessed by this message. If you have a prayer request, we would love to hear from you please feel free to contact us. And if you're in the LA area, we would love to meet you. We have services Sundays at 2 p.m. and Fridays at 8 p.m. We are located at 1900 Medford Street, Montebello, California, 90640. Thanks again, and God bless you.